There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Live Hotel Casino Philadelphia. And it is Dallas week. Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday night football on NBC 10. It doesn't get any better than this. And we see the logo for NBC right behind Chris Collinsworth. Chris, we really appreciate you joining us. This is always a special week here in Philly. It's a great week in Philly. Are you kidding me? Everything that's been going on. And, and that doesn't even include the 76ers who are going to come back and have a big year this year. So, yeah, Philly's the hot place to be right now. Philly is on fire with home playoff games against the Braves in the NLDS and Sunday night football. Uh, Chris, did you miss Eagles Cowboys last year? I think it's the first time you didn't have Eagles Cowboys in forever. You know, I probably deserved that after we stole both games a couple of years, (laughs) which I'm sure we weren't too popular over that. But this is the best. I mean, really, you know, everybody who's been waiting for the NFC East to come back. And the games are good no matter what. But, you know, they were they always relevant. That was sort of the problem. Now they're going to be great. They're certainly relevant. And we're talking about first place and arguably the best division in the NFC. So, I don't think anybody really would have foreseen that coming into the year. Uh, I think almost everybody thought Dallas and Philly would be the teams to sort of battle it out. But now with the Giants knocking off Green Bay the other day, this stuff's getting really good. It is. And and it's amazing. You just said NFC East best division in football. So when you look at this game, if the Eagles can go to 6-0, and hand the Cowboys another loss, are we talking about the Eagles then being – in the driver's seat to win this division. Is it that big of a game? It's that big of a game because you have to take advantage of what none of the other teams could do, which is beat the Cowboys with a backup quarterback in there, right? I mean, you've got to be able to – you're undefeated and you're this team's coming on the road and they're bringing a backup quarterback. If you are deserving of that Buffalo, Kansas City kind of placement in the league – then you pull this one off. Um, but it is, it's a it's a great opportunity for the Philadelphia Eagles because they win this game. I mean, they only have to kind of win fewer than 50% of the of the next games to make the playoffs. I mean, you you jump out six and oh, and everybody's paying attention, everybody's dissecting your roster. And I think what what happened to Philly this year is that they just were unsure of Jalen still, right? But when I was looking at them early in the year and I was comparing it like I try to do, just take the two rosters and put them side by side. So I wasn't doing it with the Giants. I was just doing it with Dallas and Philly. And I go, other than quarterback, you would say Philly has 
the better roster. And then they make the deal with AJ Brown and you go, wow. And, and so far it is sort of fit in there. I, I think that Jalen, you know, with, with having Brown in the, in the lineup now has that physical presence over the middle of the field. And then he's got the speed guys uh, out wide as well. It's, it's, it's an exciting combination, but the biggest thing with this team without question and is the difference in the secondary. This secondary is legit and can play anybody right now. Uh, so a lot of good things going on in Philadelphia. Yeah, and we love talking to you. We look forward to the game. Uh, you calling it with Mike Tirico on NBC. Uh, when you look at the tape, this is why we love talking to you, because you break it down and you spend hours and hours every week. What specifically have you seen from Jalen Hurts that impresses you the most from last year to year two in Nick Sirianni's offense? Yeah, I, I mean, the question was always going to be, what happens when they get behind, right? We saw it in Tampa last year. Can they drop back? Can they win games throwing the ball? And uh, to some extent, it's the same argument that's being made about Lamar. You know, that's the same thing that he hears. Okay, when they get behind, you know, what happens? Because the right answer to playing quarterback is what those two guys do. That's the right answer because you cannot – stop everything that those guys can do. You, you, there's just no way. And if they are a legitimate threat to throw the ball. And remember, Jalen coming out of college was our PFF's most accurate passer. So it was never could he do it. It was always could throwing the ball be a better solution than running the ball. And he's such an incredible, powerful force running the ball. And when he scrambles, he creates big plays. That play he made going to his left the other day and throwing back across his, the, his body uh, to, to Smith on the other side was, was fabulous, right? So there's all of that built into it. I just don't know how you beat a quarterback that can do what those two guys can do if on occasion, and it doesn't even have to be that often, they can just drop back and complete that 10-yard hook route and, and make you defend that too. Uh, and he's showing that. He's showing that he's just growing. It's not like he's taking some gigantic leap. I just think that all of us collectively sort of miss the incremental steps that happen because the last thing in your mind was what they did in Tampa last year in that playoff game. Now, we have seen the games that Jalen has played against the Cowboys. They have not gone well. The Eagles have lost seven of nine to the Cowboys while they've beaten up on the rest of the division. How big of a game is this for Jalen and the Eagles to make a statement and say, we are better than the Cowboys. We can be division champs and maybe be up there in the top couple teams in the NFC. Yeah, I, I, I think I saw that with Cincinnati playing Baltimore last year. You know, Baltimore just always sort of physically manhandled them. And, and then Cincinnati went out in two games and put up 41 points each time. Now the division changed, right? Now Baltimore's got to pay attention. They've got to make fundamental changes. We saw the game last week. And to some extent, that is true of this game. There, there's no question about it. But I don't. This is a different team. I, you know, you have to – football changes every year. And so for me, you know, I watched some tape of what they did last year, and I know what that was. But, you know, I turn it on, and it's sort of startling. 
you know, and I always start with the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and for me to see the difference in that secondary, uh, with, with Darius, obviously you knew he was a great player. Bradbury is really impressing me. I didn't see them really give up much of anything. And then Marcus Epps coming down, making plays at the line of scrimmage and back on the back end. Uh, Gardner Johnson is, he's from Florida. I'm 99% sure. So I can say this. He's a little crazy, and that's not a bad thing, right? That's not a bad thing when you're coming out of out of the secondary on the back end. And, and uh, you know, even Josiah Scott has been playing well, filling in for Avante. So that's where, where it really starts. And I assumed, because so much was made about N'Kobe Dean coming out, that he would have this big, huge role, you know, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the whole thing along with Jordan Davis. Now, Jordan Davis is getting there. But Nicobe Dean hasn't even gotten started yet, you know, in this defense. He's been a non-factor. So you've got sort of the tail end, if you will, of a couple of guys, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. I think Josh Sweat has ascended. He's better than what I've seen him be. And then Hassan Reddick has made a big difference over there, too. So, um, yeah, I like what they're doing on the defensive end. I don't think they'll be giving up the big plays. I do think you're going to see a lot of running in this game, though. I, I, that's that's where I think it's going to land. All right, so you got Micah Parsons. Um, first, is he the best defensive player in football, the most dominating defensive player? And how do you slow him down? Is it by running right at him? How, how do you slow him down, especially when he's moving all over the place? Just know what Dallas is. Dallas is a four-by-100 defensive line. They are sprinters. That's that's what they do. They're going to fly around the football. They'll do more stunts and loops and different things to get to the quarterback than anybody. And because they're all so fast, they can do it. And then, if that's not bad enough, then they're going to put Micah Parsons and five down linemen across the board. So now you can't double team anybody. So now you've got Demarcus Lawrence. You've got this guy, Dorrance Armstrong, who's really come on. Uh, here for them lately Uh, and then you throw Micah Parsons on the end of the line of scrimmage and that means Demarcus Lawrence comes down over your guard and there's a couple of guys that don't have a lot of experience on the left side of this offensive line playing for the Eagles and they're going to see more junk in this game than they've ever seen in their whole life you're you're, they're going to be doing so many different things over there but to offset that, you've got Jalen, you've got the RPO stuff, you've got the run capability. And if the Cowboys are weak on something, I would say if there is, a, you can kind of run at them to some extent. And crimey, I mean, Jalen sometimes looks like a fullback when he's running to me, you know. So um, I, I do think that the focus is going to be a lot on the quarterbacks. I think the game is going to be decided on who can run the football best. Very interesting. And when you look at how impressed you were watching the Eagles on film, their top five offense, top five defense, um, and, and how multiple are they? We know they're multiple on defense, but you just said it offensively. How do you stop the Eagles when they can do everything so well? Yeah, it, it's, um, you know, you got to start sort of with Dallas Goddard inside, too, with the with the passing game. It, just about the time that you, you're ready to go load up and play the run, here comes one of those seam routes down the middle of the field. And, you know, and he's a problem. He's a good catch and run guy as well. But 
you know, what I remember when the Eagles won the Super Bowl was how good they were at dominating that middle of the field. And I didn't think until they got A.J. Brown, they really had captured that, you know, because you can sort of take away speed wide receivers and they've got good ones. You know, I mean, let's let's face it. Devontae's a really good player. Quez can fly. Um, they, they've got good players that can play out wide. But when you can do all the run action and the play action stuff off of their running game and off of having a running quarterback uh, and hit some of those balls in between linebackers, catch and run kind of stuff, that's when it's a pain in the rear for a, you know, for a, a defense to try and stop that. It really is. And so that's what I like about it. You said the word multiple. I think that's a pretty good description of this team. There's a, there's a lot of different ways they can win a football game, probably that they didn't really have a season ago. And, and, and AJ was definitely a big part of that, of bringing him in. It's interesting. Uh, it looks like it's probably going to be rush week. Cooper Rush has, you know, won four straight starts. And it seems like they have a better plan when he's a quarterback, running the ball and then the defense they're playing. Look, Dak Prescott's a better quarterback, obviously. But tell me about how well they play as a team when Cooper Rush is in there. And do they have a little bit of a magic, a little magic going on coming into Phil? You know, I think they do because let's face it, offenses and defenses can be competitive on the same team too, right? So when you've got Dak and they were the number one offense in football last year, and they've got this defense now that looks incredible and they're doing so many great things, but this is kind of a simpler Dallas Cowboys, right? This is, we've got a fantastic defense. Let's play to those guys. Let's not turn it over. Let's not throw a bad interception. Let's not take a lot of risks. If we punt the football and make this other team go 75 yards every time, we're going to win a lot of games out here. And so now you lean on their running game. You know, you lean on two really good backs and, and Pollard and, and Elliott. They're rotating in and out. They're playing at the same time. Zeke's playing fullback sometimes and getting up in there. Um, so, but the game is a simpler approach. They're going to make you come up and stop the run before they're going to try and throw the ball. And then they have good weapons on, on the back end. They, you know, they've got Gallup that came back. That's really helped them at the, at the, um, at the X position. And CD's dynamic. When he gets the ball in his hands, he's a really dynamic player. Look, I know some of the Eagles' wins were against Washington, uh, Detroit, Jacksonville. Uh, good win over the Vikings. Where would you put the Eagles right now in the NFC? You know, I, I think it's a, especially with Green Bay losing like they did the other day, the whole thing kind of feels upside down. Tampa is not right yet. Like, I really thought this was relatively easy, right? Going into it, you go, all right, the Rams are world champs. All right, that's that's going to be good. Uh, Green Bay should dominate like they always do. Oh, um, Tampa, all right, Tom Brady another year. You know, I got that. Is it Philadelphia or Dallas? I'm not sure. You know, I, I can make a case either way with that one. Uh, but it was sort of narrowed down to a, a group of teams. But Philly goes out 6-0, and and – somebody and they get that by that they can find a way to get that by and and somebody has to come to philadelphia and beat those guys eventually yeah, okay aaron's a great player tom's a great player 
Stafford proved himself. The 49ers look good now. Minnesota looks good. But you feel pretty good about Philly's chances to win two games at home and go to another Super Bowl. So, yeah, it's all out there. This is a big game, though. This one, to, to put the gap at two with a win in hand over the Cowboys, this is this is big. I like how uh, you're building it up. It. I, yeah, you know what? Should actually watch it. Be, I don't think I have to sell it too hard in Philly. That's what, that's what I told Dan Masonson, our guy from NBC. I said, "Are you telling me if I do this this show that one more person in Philadelphia they might turn it off? You might be hurting our ratings here." <laughs> Come on now. All right. So so let me take you back to the Super Bowl. Of course, when you call the Eagles Super Bowl and you see what they won with. Nick Foles taking over for Carson Wentz. Then something happens to Carson Wentz, and the Eagles pay the most money ever in dead money to let Carson go. And then the way Howie Roseman has recreated this Eagles team, is it pretty impressive? Doug Peterson gone. Nick Sirianni comes in. Is it, is it pretty amazing to you what they've become from where they came from after winning the Super Bowl? Very seldom do you go, all right, we win a Super Bowl in 17. And now we've got a completely different style of play in four years. Like nobody changes if they win the Super Bowl, right? You only change if you are not good. And so, yeah, I mean, that that Philly team, I know I took a little heat because I – anyway, I'll, I'll just say that about the referees' calls, whatever. But <laughs> I, I, it was it was truly one of the highlights of my career to get to do that game. Cause that came out of nowhere. Right. I mean, that was just fantastic. And, and to see Nick play the way that he did and match up against Tom, the way that he did, it was, it was, it was chilling almost through the whole game. It really was. Um, so yeah, I, I, I always enjoy being around this Philly crowd because it's, you know, we, we go a lot of places and I don't want to say it. There are some places that care more than others. Can I put it that way? Some places care more than others. I don't know if there's a place that cares more than Philadelphia. You have to go pretty, maybe Dallas be in that hunt. Maybe Green Bay would be in that hunt. But there aren't many places that quite have the passion when you walk into stadium and you feel it. You know, you do, you feel it. Now, if it doesn't go well, you're also going to hear it. <laughs> but but I do love the feeling of, of the passion that when you walk in that stadium, and especially when they're playing the Cowboys, I like that a lot. Well, I think your approval rating is shooting back up with Eagles fans after they hear that. <laughs> there you go. We'll pick them <laughs> off one at a time. A <laughs> couple final questions for you. If I were to say to you, you can pick one quarterback for the next 10 years. Are you going Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? Um, uh, you know, I, I, the, the hard part about that question that I obviously am not going to answer. Ah, oh, come is on. Not a friggin' chance. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, it is that I do think the game is changing. I, I, I just do. I, you know, these young kids that are playing quarterback now, they're putting the best athlete at the quarterback position. And if they can also throw the ball, I think it's a lot easier to teach somebody how to play in a drop back passing game than it is to teach somebody how to run like Lamar or Jalen. 
you know, that, that there are some gifts that you don't, you don't get the option. You know, Joe Burrow, I said, you know, look around the league. What, what, which of their superpowers would you take? He's like, Oh, for sure. Lamar, let me move like Lamar Jackson. Right. And so I think that that, I think that, that gives these young players a chance. And remember, he's Jalen's only, what, 25 years old or something I, like that? I think he's 24. It's insane, you know. And when he was at Alabama, basically he was let go to Oklahoma because, you know, they thought they had somebody who could throw it better. And, and so he's this is not foreign territory for him. He's been there before. But I do see a very – sometimes it's just the simplest pass. It's a catch it and throw it, 10-yard pivot route that looks like nothing. Nobody would pay any attention to it. But when you add that as a complementary part, and I think that's all it's ever going to be, the pocket passing and just be a complementary part. But when you add that simple ability, there's too much to cover. There is. When you have quarterbacks that can do all of the things – that those two guys can do. There's just no way defensively you can legitimately expect to stop it. Approval rating keeps going up, Chris. This is great. Uh, so you didn't really answer that question, Dak or Jalen, but let me see if you'll answer this one. If you were taking Eagles Cowboys right now and you could draft one player to build a team on either team, you're building an organization, you're building a team, which player are you drafting? Wow. Boy, I'm going to get probably Micah. I mean, Micah has proven that he can do anything. Uh, I think there's a very good chance he wins defensive player of the year after being one and second, I think, last year and rookie of the year last year. He's He has all the skill sets to do anything he wants. Yeah. So That's a good answer. Here I go, right back in the tank again. I, I was climbing that mountain and now – Right. Back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll set you up then so you get your approval rating back up when you're when you're in the booth, when we see you and Mike Tarico in the booth for Sunday Night Football, Eagles, Dallas, it's, it's one of the highest rated games every single year. You said you literally feel it. Um, is there any better home field advantage you saw in the playoffs 2017 on the way to the Super Bowl? Is there any better home field advantage for a night game in the NFL? No, I, I don't think that there is. And they also do a great job of it, too, you know, between the fireworks around the roof and the, the rocky thing that comes on. And, you know, but it, it's you also you also know that it's honest, you know, and and I was uh, nothing in Philadelphia ever bothers me. My roommate, Steve Kreider, played at Lehigh. He lives in Philadelphia. So I get a constant dose of Philadelphia. Right. When I was playing, playing with the Bengals. But it's always honest. And as great as the opening atmosphere is, if they start playing like dogs, you know, they hear it. You know, it's like they hear it. So whatever is coming out is raw, yes, but also honest. And and also from the standpoint of they actually do care. Some people just go, oh, this isn't that much fun anymore. I'm going to go home and, and have some tofu, you know, or whatever. It, it's like. That's not Philadelphia. That, I mean, they will stay and let you know. But if you're good, and this team is good, and they can knock off the Cowboys, Philadelphia is going to go crazy. They're going to go crazy in that stadium. And Monday is going to be a scene. 
So six and zero oh is different. I mean, that's that's different. That's different territory. Yeah, especially when considering you have the bye, then you have the Steelers, and you've got a very favorable schedule. Uh, one last question before I let you go: Is your slide in there into the booth with Mike Tirico? Is that intellectual property of NBC, or is that your thing? Um, Al tells me it's his thing. <laughs> <laughs> well he didn't take so, it with him well you know it's so weird about it it, it really it, it never had anything to do with like being cool or anything it was just al comes on camera first right by himself he's done it his whole life so they would put me on a on the thing with a piece of tape between my legs and go don't move go, okay so i get on there and i don't move and then the billy our cameraman looks over at me and he goes, Chris, you're in the shot. You're in Al's shot. You got to get out of the shot. I go, what do you want me to do? They told me to stand here with a piece of tape between my legs right here. What do you want me to say? Well, lean out. So I, you know, I do that and I'm literally lying on the table. And then Al goes, all right, Chris, come on up here. And I get back up. And then it was like, it became this meme and cartoon and, but now Mike doesn't do that. He doesn't do the opening on camera by himself. So I'm just, sitting there and everybody says why don't you do it and i was like what, what do you want me to do you want me to sit next to mike and then so it doesn't be ridiculous so i don't know <laughs> well i'm telling you as a tall guy i'm not a good dancer i don't know about you but that was a good move that was very smooth so i give you credit for that i'm not a good dancer either but i can i can do the slide baby <laughs> the slide is good all right well hey this is going to be awesome we look forward to your return trip to philadelphia Eagles, Cowboys, as you said, we don't even need to promo it. It sells itself, but we look forward to seeing you and Mike Tirico calling this game again. God, always a pleasure, bud. Oh, I'm so flagrant.